today's gospel lesson is the traditional epiphany text, the visit of the Magi, as found in the Gospel of Matthew. Although our culture combines the two stories, the story of the Magi and Herod has no relation or points of contact with the Lucan birth text. With its setting among royalty and chief priests and wealthy foreigners, the story of the Magi carries a different but equally as profound message as the story of the manger and shepherds, which forms the ambience of Luke's birth narrative. As we said a couple weeks ago, all of Matthew's birth narrative stories from Joseph to the Magi were written from a post-Easter perspective and as such give us a preview of the themes that will be carried out throughout the ensuing gospel. Now hear the word of the Lord as written in Matthew 2, 1 through 12 on the New Testament, page 2 of your Pew Bibles. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea. For so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called all the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at the rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
and having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of the Lord. Think of the Magi's journey as symbolic of our own life's journey, our endless quest to find the truth, to experience authentic life and human community. The road we travel is a winding one. In our life's journey, we encounter dead ends, detours, and unexpected surprises. Sometimes we are forced to disregard the GPS and take what Robert Frost called the road less traveled. Sometimes our destination disappoints us, but other times it exceeds our wildest hopes and dreams. We pursue a continual quest to abandon the darkness of fear, failure, rejection, and loneliness. And like the Magi, travel toward the light that promises us joy and salvation. We journey on, and sometimes we travel down unexpected paths. On so many levels, the birth narrative in Matthew about the Magi from the East stands out because it is so unusual. Who the Magi were, where they traveled, what they did is not what we expect in our well-ordered world. Right from the start, the writer of Matthew tells us that Jesus is going to lead us down another path and change the way we see our world and relate to each other. Matthew's first century audience recognized the Magi as well-respected elite intellectuals, perhaps astrologers, magicians, or sorcerers from somewhere in the Arabian Peninsula. They had seen a star rising, and that for them was a sign that the king of the Jews had been born. So they set out on a quest, on a journey, to find the king. They follow the light of the star. According to the story, the Magi journey first to Jerusalem, the capital city of Palestine, the expected place to find a newborn king. But in Jerusalem, the Magi learned from the Jewish scholars that they are off course, just like we sometimes go off course on our life's journey. They would find the new king of the Jews not in Herod's court in the bustling city of Jerusalem, but in the modest village of Bethlehem. Likewise, our quest for truth and fulfillment 
might not lead us to the obvious places in Washington or on Wall Street or even the bright lights of Vegas, but perhaps to humble, struggling places like Anacostia, Detroit, the mountains of Appalachia, or Chicago. So the Magi leave Herod's court and proceed southward nine miles to Bethlehem. Matthew does not tell us how many Magi made the trek, but imagine an ancient caravan of elite Arabs dressed in fine silks, perched on camels, surrounded by servants, being led by God down a dusty road to a poor peasant's house. Yes, it is a house in Matthew's story, not a manger. It defies conventional wisdom for wealthy foreign intellectuals to visit poor people's homes. The Magi would be totally out of place in that setting. We can only imagine how uncomfortable, awkward, and maybe frightened the Magi felt in such unfamiliar foreign surroundings. They were stepping out of their predictable world, and that meant anything could happen. For us also, following where God leads, more often than not, means taking risks and venturing out of our comfort zone. But this powerful light, this sign from God was leading them to a poor peasant's house, the unlikeliest of places, and wonder of wonders. That is where they found what they were looking for. That is where they found truth and salvation. And it gave them great joy. Even though the Magi were scholars, governed more by their minds than their hearts, they knelt down and worshipped Jesus. The Magi knew they were in God's presence. Then the Magi did the unexpected. Upon leaving, this, they disobeyed Herod's request. They resisted the enthroned powers that be and traveled home another way rather than returning to their palace. Such civil disobedience by the Magi and by us can be a brave and dangerous move. But just like Joseph, they followed God's direction. And they did the right but potentially risky thing. Isn't it curious? who first makes the journey to worship the Messiah. In Matthew's account, it is intellectual Persians, pagans, who are front and center, not the Jewish leadership from Jerusalem, who we expect to be in the spotlight. No, the 
scribes and the Pharisees stay home. Not because they do not know what is happening. Remember, they are the ones who tell the Magi where the Messiah is to be found. Perhaps they stay away because, like those in Herod's court, they knew things were going to change. They had studied the Old Testament prophets. All the prophets said the same thing. The scribes and chief priests knew that when God is really with us, a new world order is created. They knew deep down that worldly values like power, wealth, and privilege are dwarfed in the presence of God. Emmanuel, God with us, to the Jerusalem elite, was not such good news. It was something to be feared. A biblical scholar writes that King Herod and his court represent the resistance of this world to the divine kingship represented by Jesus, a resistance still with us today. In those days, there was a wide gulf between the rich and the poor. Herod and his court were living the good life in Jerusalem, while most people like Mary and Joseph lived in poverty and barely eked out a living. For those in Herod's court traveling down that dusty road to Bethlehem, even if it was to find God, even if it was to find authentic life and community, was not worth giving up their privileged position. We, like the Jewish leaders in the story, take comfort in the things that give structure to our lives. And we do not like for things to change. We set our GPS to take us down that predictable, well-worn path of life. Societal norms tell us what we are to say and how we are to act. Things are just the way they should be. Or are they? Maybe 2014 finds someone you know or someone sitting here today struggling to keep up with the world's expectations. Some may have received a worrisome diagnosis. Others may be facing difficult decisions or facing overwhelming temptation. Some may be devastated by a broken or failed relationship. Some may be experiencing financial hardship. Wise pastors always advise that even in a place like Chevy Chase, we must remember that in every pew sits a broken heart. Even here, some find it difficult to keep up appearances, to follow the expected road, 
and to be cheerful, productive, the brilliant person the world expects one to be. But take heart. The Gospel of Matthew shows us that societal expectations and our collective notions about the world, our conventions, sometimes can lead us down the wrong path and that real wisdom is to be found somewhere else. But in order to find truth, fulfillment, and comfort, we must, like the Magi and like Joseph, trust in God's guidance and take a journey. We must be willing to venture into a new reality and question what our world is telling us, particularly when it comes to our concepts of power, wealth, and even our own worth. Our values, you see, do not have to be the world's values. We do not have to be defined by our age or our infirmities, our marital status, or our sexual orientation, by how much money we have accumulated or by what we do for a living. We can break free and, like the Magi, follow God who is always active, sometimes ambiguously behind the scenes of our lives. Emmanuel means God with us, all of us. So it makes sense that God would come to earth where most people are, in the midst of life's humble ordinariness and not in a magnificent palace in a glorious city. And it makes sense that among the very first to recognize God's presence would be foreigners, those outsiders who, because they are not part of the cultural mainstream, may be free to see things in a different light. It also makes sense that even though Jesus came to to them too, the Jewish leaders in Herod's court, the power elite, were unwilling to travel that road to Bethlehem to meet him because he challenged their world. The Christmas story, the Jesus story, assures us of the presence of an all-powerful God the maker of the entire universe who chose to be involved in our little, flawed, earthly lives and loves us and guides us along every step of the journey in all our joy and suffering, in our confusion, in our disappointment, and in our quest for the light. Amen.